What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, as well as the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSVN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And of course, what still what remains to be a big part of, you know, the discussion right now with just not a lot happening around Major League Baseball when it comes to activity, again as teams ramp up for when pitchers and catchers report. As a matter of fact, the Braves, you know, were 10 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. One of the things that continues to be a big topic of conversation around Major League Baseball is, you know, rankings. You know, I know that it may not be necessarily around baseball itself, but many outlets are given, you know, their projections of, you know, who's, you know, we see on MLB Network, who's the best at each position in Major League Baseball. Several different media outlets are giving, you know, their power rankings or they're giving Giving uh, off-season grades, or they're giving you know where the where um, you know the Braves and other teams their farm systems rank. It's a fun time for content because you're getting the opinions of national outlets of where your favorite team ranks in several different perspectives. And for the Braves, it's kind of where we expect for things to be. Several of our position players and our starting rotation, you know, at the major league level. We're getting a lot of high rankings. Several of our position players, our starting rotation as a whole, our bullpen as a whole, are all thought of very highly. That's why we're projected to be one of the best teams in Major League Baseball and have one of the best chances to make a World Series run in 2023. Now, as we've discussed over the past few weeks in the Daily Hammer, one thing that also stands out for this franchise is that the minor league system is something right now that is being restocked, retooled, what have you, and we're probably going to see among several outlets that the Braves farm system is is in the bottom five of Major League Baseball. Keith Law just came out earlier this week with his farm system rankings, and the Braves ranked 29th. This also is backed by the fact that the Braves have had, have to my knowledge, have not had any top 100 prospects on any of the most notable top 100 prospect rankings in baseball. Now, this isn't necessarily that positive of a thing. You know, you certainly want to have, you know, as many highly thought of um, uh prospects as possible, but also it's not, you know, entirely unexpected with how much the Braves, how much young talent the Braves have seen graduate to the major leagues over the past 
few years. I mean, look at Keith Law's rankings. The Braves are 29th, but just last year, they had number one and number two in the NL Rookie of the Year ranks to, in terms of a pitcher in Spencer Strider and an outfielder in Michael Harris who had historic rookie seasons. That's a notable explanation as to why the Braves' farm system may not be as talented as it once was. That's the 29th-ranked team, according to Keith Law. The 30th-ranked team is the Detroit Tigers, who have not been competitive for almost a decade and now still are at the bottom of the major league ranks when it comes to minor league system talent. So, while it's not necessarily that great of a development, it certainly is notable that the reason why the Braves' prospect system right now may not be where it once was, it's because of the fact that so much young talent has contributed to, to, to so much success for the Braves at the Major League level over the past few years. Another notable moment from earlier this week, or another notable uh, bit of news, is that the Braves signed former Toronto Blue Jays scout um, Dan DeSillis uh, from, from the Blue Jays, a longtime scout, um, a scout who is notable because uh, he, or Dean DeSillis, excuse me, notable with his time with the Toronto Blue Jays, has been in Major League Baseball as a scout for quite a bit of time, helped, uh, you know, with the discovery of, of several young talents, including catcher Alejandro Kirk for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's someone that the Braves are bringing in to get a bit of certainty, when it, especially on the international front, when it comes to his ability to scout, to discover talent. He's going to be a special assistant to the GM. So as Matt Powers had discussed you know, earlier, or excuse me, last week when it came to how the Braves might move forward with Dana Brown leaving for the Astros, it seems that they have brought in you know, another reliable source, another reliable opinion to add to the already talented group of staff members that work with Alex Anthopoulos, you know, when it comes to the draft, when it comes to player development, it looks like Dean DeSillis will come in and be a, a good voice, be a very, very, um, you know, veteran seasoned voice when it comes to finding talents on the international front. So the Braves have added to their overall ability to continue to scout talent to retool and restock their farm system. But one other thing to note, about the Braves' farm system, and this is consistent with what I've talked about when it comes to the Major League system, is that some of the Braves' most intriguing prospects on the international or on the um, farm on the farm, they're going to be bouncing back from injuries that happened last year to hopefully have good starts to 2023. Spencer Swellenbach, AJ Smith, Sharver, and others. These are very intriguing talents that the Braves have added to the system. And, for, you know, and for instance, and Smith-Sharver have probably had more of an impact or have become more highly thought of than some had anticipated when they have been on the field. But the, just like at the Major League level, <clears throat> where we talk about the Braves um, welcoming back a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, that same focus applies to the Braves farm system. And so the reason that I mention that is because when it comes to the farm, though the Braves are going to be among the worst ranked farm system in Major League Baseball, one of the things that we could see in 2023 is we could see several prospects, once they're back from injury, have good productive seasons that really could allow for the Braves to start moving back up the rankings. But the other thing that also stands out about this 
is that we've not again seen Alex Anthopoulos really make a move that we anticipated, really add a notable addition to either left field or shortstop or even DH like we thought that he may do over the last few months of the offseason. Well, one of the reasons why Anthopoulos has not done that is obviously wanting to give the options that he's already signed. You know, I talked about them taking a committee approach on Tuesday. One of the things that he probably wants to do is see is if anybody stands out in spring training that could fill those roles, but also getting an idea of where the talents at the major league level stand and also getting an idea of where some of his more intriguing minor league talents stand. That's going to allow Alex Anthopoulos to know, okay, how important is it that I go get a notable, you know, source of production for shortstop or left field if for some reason someone at the major league level may not be on the path coming back where we had hoped they would be. And if that's the case, if I do need to go get a notable addition in left field or at shortstop, if the free agent options that are out there just don't make sense, then... Where do I stand with some of my more intriguing minor league talents? Where could I pick from to potentially put together a trade to go get a notable addition to left field or shortstop? Now, I'm not talking about going to get someone like a Brian Reynolds. I'm talking about going to get an option that may be a, more, a bit more certain or have a bit more higher ceiling than what the Braves already have at both shortstop and left field at this point in time. And again, now, the most likely scenario is the Braves are going to go with Vaughn Grissom um, and Orlando Arcia at shortstop. But the point that I'm getting at is, is that just like at the major league level, also in the minor leagues, several of the Braves' most intriguing talents in the minor league system, several of the Braves' most intriguing talents at the major league level, they're coming back from injury. So it makes sense that Alex Anthopoulos and his front office want to assess where those players are before they know where they may need to make a move if one's to happen and what they can use to potentially make that move if they wanted to go the trade route instead of free agency. So not guaranteeing uh, you know, a big or significant trade happens in spring training, but it is sensible that with so many of the Braves' intriguing talents on the farm and at the Major League system coming back from injury, it does make sense for the Braves to assess where those talents are before they look to potentially make any more additions to this roster if that were to be in the cards moving forward. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So in relation to, you know, the fact that we, both on the minor league level and at the major league level, are, are waiting to see where several Braves coming back from injuries or, you know, ineffective seasons, seeing where they stand going into 2023, you know, many are probably going to have a different perspective on who is the most intriguing or who's the most interesting bounce back prospect to watch for the Braves. Now, obviously, Ronald Acuna Jr. 
just due to the magnitude of impact he can make when he's right, when he's healthy, and hopefully he'll be back in an MVP-type level of production this season, he likely is going to top the list for many. But you've got others who may consider Mike Soroka the most intriguing. Ian Anderson, you know, a few minor league, a few folks who focus on the minor leagues may look at a minor league prospect or two for the Braves. That could be the most intriguing to watch as a bounce-back candidate in spring trading. But for me, the one that stands out is definitely Ozzy Albies. And the reason why that is, is because Ozzy Albies bouncing back to the level that he was before last year would be such a huge boost for this Braves team considering some rule changes that are going on, but also considering the loss of some notable presences in the Braves lineup. I'm speaking specifically of William Contreras and Dansby Swanson. When you look at the Braves lineup, it still remains among the best lineups in baseball going into 2023. Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, Matt Olson, you can stack those three as a top three in the Braves lineup, at least right now, probably among the best in baseball. But beyond that, you definitely, obviously, have some productive players that could fit anywhere in the lineup. Michael Harris, Sean Murphy, uh, you obviously Travis Darno if he were to DH. But beyond that, beyond Acuna, Riley, and Olsen being in the leadoff spot at the third spot, as well as in the cleanup spot, while you do have plenty of other productive offensive options, it still remains to be seen where exactly they're going to be placed. And as and you know what stands out the most is that with Dansby Swanson now in Chicago Who's going to feel that second spot in the lineup behind Ronald Acuna Jr.? Or could Ronald Acuna Jr. bat second? I, I think they'll lead Acuna in the leadoff spot, especially with his stolen base capabilities, and that being a higher possibility of him being able to steal more bases this season. But after him, who potentially feels that second spot in the lineup? Now, Michael Harris, I think, probably stands out, especially against right-handers, as a, a, a very logical option to hit in that second spot. But if that's the case, then the bottom of the order becomes even more intriguing on how it's going to be stacked following the Braves' best hitters. Because if you remember, last season, after June, one of the most noticeable correlations with what helped the Braves really play historically productive baseball, what allowed for them to win at a historic rate after June of last year was how productive their bottom of the order was. The best offensive bottom of the order in baseball for through the middle of September. That's how good they were. That had to do with Michael Harris and others playing great baseball from June through nearly the end of last year. But if you're taking Michael Harris, you know, William Contreras also contributed to that. But if you're taking Michael Harris out of the bottom of the order, well, then you're going to have to rely on others to pick up the slack towards the bottom of the order. And for me, that squarely falls on hoping that Ozzie Albies returns to his 2021 and previous form. Because it's not just about the injury from last year. It's the fact that Ozzie Albies did struggle for a good portion of the time that he played last year. Only a 703 OPS in the time that he had played. That's coming off him having a 779 OPS or 799 OPS 
in 2021 when he won the Silver Slugger Award for second baseman. 30 home runs, 106 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. That's how productive he was in 2021. You'd love for him to return to that form. But even if he doesn't, the main thing is, is that he's productive. Because beyond that, his defense is going to become even more important now with the shift no longer an option and the Braves typically did a very good job of you know deploying the shift when they needed to to stop other offensive talent or opposing offensive talents. So his defense is going to stand out as being a huge boost. But the other thing that also is potentially there is that you could see a boost in Ozzie Albies using his speed once again on the base pass. So the reason why I say that Ozzie Albies to me is perhaps the most intriguing and important bounce back talent for the Braves this season is because of where his talent could give a boost to the Braves in needed areas. His overall production offensively, if he can get back to his 2021 form, that would be such a huge boost to continue to make this one of the deepest lineups in baseball. His defense will be relied upon even more with the fact that the shift is no longer an option and his speed could be a great asset at the bottom of the order to try to be aggressive for the, at the bottom of the order before the Braves' big bats at the top of the order come to the plate. And who knows, perhaps if Michael Harris were to struggle a bit out of the gate, Ozzie Albies also is likely the most logical option to put at the top of the order with Acuna, Riley, and Olsen if Harris II does not prove to be that option. So no one is suggesting that, you know, it, it comes as a surprise that Ozzie Albies returning to form is a, is a big importance for the Braves in 2023. But I do think that when you compare him to the other talents that the Braves are hoping will bounce back, the ability for him to impact in so many different areas is what makes Ozzie Albies the most important bounce back candidate to me for 2023. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network, which you can find at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.